Hasn't the last couple weeks, Pastor Tom, been wonderful? I, I hope you guys understand and understand the, the way we, our culture, the way we do things here. You know, sometimes you go to a church or you go to a conference or you go to a guest speaker and it's a one-off. They, they, they preach something, get you all exci- excited. But what we're trying to do here is we're trying to build you up on your, your most holy faith. We're trying to, to build you up and teach you and train you. And one of the issues with our flesh is that when you go along in a series, when you go along in a teaching that's been as long, I mean, we're in week eight, right? Most people can't remember what was on the sitcom the week before. That's why they got to do that previously on. Right? But you need, we, we need to put all of these understanding and revelation together. Because we're talking about kingdom living. We're talking about how do you live in the kingdom of Christ Jesus? How do you live in partnership with Holy Spirit? And that's, that's what we're trying to, tra- we're trying to train and we're trying to to teach. And in John chapter 7, we read this last week, Jesus said, on the last day of the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. So first of all, we need to drink. You got to drink. And you have to drink from Jesus. Right? If we don't drink, we can't have the second part. You can't flow. You can't have rivers of living water flowing from you if you haven't drank from Jesus. And he says, let him drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart. So now he's talking about you. You're drinking from Jesus. He's ever, that everlasting well. You drink from Jesus, but out of your heart, this is God's desire, out of your heart, it says, will flow rivers, plural, of living water. Multiple streams of living water. Multiple flows of living water is the desire of God to come forth through you, through me. That's amazing to think about, isn't it? This isn't a desire for those that stand behind a pulpit. This isn't God's desire for just pastors. This isn't God's desire for TV evangelists. This isn't God's desire just for missionaries. This is desire for anyone who believes on Jesus. And that means you. Hopefully you can start feeling the trickle. Right? It says, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And what happens when rivers become closed up and stagnant? It turns into a swamp. You've met those Christians. Right? Swamp things. Right? But Jesus still loves them. But we need to let the river flow. And in Ezekiel, this was Ezekiel saying that this time was coming, 
In Ezekiel 47, 9, it says, It shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. For they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. There's this traveling river, right? The river's going places. And wherever it goes, there's fish. And Jesus says, you'll be fishers of men, right? It, it's talking about life, really. That's what it's talking about. It's talking about this abundance and, and life. And it says, wherever it goes, it will bring healing. And everywhere it goes, it will bring life. That's, when people talk about you, that's what they should be saying. You know, whenever they show up, things just get better. Life, it just, it just all of a sudden, it seems like life showed up. Situations change. And you're sitting thinking, Chad, how's, how can I do this? It's not you. I want to say dummy, but I won't say dummy. It's not you. It's Holy Spirit flowing through you. And we have to get to a place where we're humbling ourselves enough to partner with the flow and not hindering the flow. You understand that? That when compassion wells up within you, when you're being moved by love, that's an indication that the river is flowing. There is a, a river of love that is flowing in through you and wanting to bring healing and life to, to others. See, when we're moved by love or compassion, that's an indication that healing waters of the Spirit is wanting to flow through you and bring the kingdom to another person or a situation. And as we re recognize these flows of the Spirit and choose to partner with Holy Spirit, see, it doesn't happen unless you partner with Him. We hinder God. The Israelites hindered God with their unbelief. They wouldn't go into the promised land. What was, was, it, was it God's desire for them to enter in to the promised land? Yes, it was God's desire. It was God's will. But they failed to go in because of their unbelief. So does God's will always happen? No. In the end it will. But we can hinder God's will from happening. And could it be us hindering Holy Spirit from flowing through us? Could it be that it's keeping us from entering into the promised land. The promised land that we have in Christ Jesus. And I shouldn't say entering in because you're in. You're already in. But experiencing the promised land. Right? See, the Holy Spirit speaks to you and corrects you. Right? And, and last week, Tom taught on the flow of love, and it was awesome. And, uh, and we are to allow Holy Spirit to work through us wherever the flow of love and compassion rises up in us towards others. I mean, I hope all of you have, have experienced this in your life. If, if you're a Christian, you, have, you should have experienced this because you have the, the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. 
There should be instances where you are moved by compassion. And I'm not talking about you were moved by manipulation. You know, you're watching something on TV and they're bringing you down this path. I'm talking about all of a sudden you see an individual and you have no reason, no, no reason for, for love and compassion to well up within you for that person. And the question is, is what do you do with that? See, a lot of people will just say, man, I'm just getting choked up today or something. You know. How do you partner with Holy Spirit when love starts welling up? Well, you, you, you talk to Holy Spirit. You ask Holy Spirit, why, what are you wanting to do in this situation? What do you want me to do in this situation, Holy Spirit? And then, when He tells you, you do it. You just do it. And let the river flow. See, when we practice flowing, or following the flow of love, then your confidence in hearing God's voice and operating the gifts will start improving dramatically. The, the more that you walk in the Spirit, that's, this is what following the flow of, 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 of love, and, and today we're going to be looking at the flow of light. When, when, when you, that's called walking in the Spirit. You're walking in Holy Spirit. And as you are obedient to that, and do not harden your heart to it, here's the problem. When Holy Spirit is speaking to you, think of it this way, if I can bring it down to our, our natural. If you had someone that came up and tried to be your friend and was talking to you all the time, and you just ignored them and ignored them, ignored them some of you do this with your spouses. <laughs> they can be talking to you and, and you don't even hear them. You just drown them out. You ignore them. You've hardened yourself to their voice. Even though that they've never stopped talking to you. But that's the way it is with Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit moves in your life. Compassion and emotion wells up and you know that God's doing something here. But you ignore it. He doesn't stop talking to you, but you become more and more callous to His voice. And you, you wonder why some people, man, they're just spiritual. Because this is what we're talking about. We're talking about how to be spiritual, right? They're just a spiritual individual. They, they, can, they hear the voice of God so clearly. I wish I could be like that. No, you don't. Because you would have. Holy Spirit's always speaking. Holy Spirit's always moving. And we just have to be obedient to His voice. And not harden ourselves to the flow of the, of, 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 of the Spirit. Right? And as this happens, you will learn to have more confidence in hearing from God. A lot of people, I've had this question asked to me more than once. How do, how do I know if God's speaking to me? Right? 
Because it's, it sounds like your voice. Voice. You know why it sounds like your voice? A lot of times? is because His Spirit speaks to your spirit. And your spirit repeats what the Spirit's saying. So the more, the more, the more you learn to walk in the Spirit, the more your voice and the voice of God should sound the same. It is your Spirit. Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. Holy Spirit doesn't speak to your brain. He speaks to your spirit. And your spirit repeats what it hears from heaven. Right? And another way you know, and I think Pastor Tom's already shared this before, you, you know that it's, it's God when you, when you ask, well, who's going to get glory from this? Does the devil want me to do this? The devil doesn't want to do me to do this. Do I want to do it? No, I don't really want to do it either. So who, who else could it be? It has to be God. And then the most simplest way to know if it's God or not is it, it's just so simple, is it selfish? Is what I am feeling the flow of the Holy Spirit wanting me to do, is it a selfish thought? Is it to bring attention to me? No. Is it to bless me? No, it's not to bless me. It's to bless someone else. Then you, it's, it's that easy. If it's not selfish, it's, if it's serving, that's where, you know the word minister means servant? A lot of you guys don't want to be ministers after you hear that. It means to serve. And, 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 and Holy Spirit is a servant. He serves. He serves us. You know, Jesus, in the book of Revelations, it says that he has a golden apron. Who, who would write that? Why wouldn't they say he has a golden armor with a blazing sword? And No. It says that he has a golden apron because he is still washing our feet. And Holy Spirit, that's what it's all about. It's about bringing healing. It's about bringing life to individuals. And so we looked, we looked at that. And, and, and as you're obedient to the, the flow of the Spirit, then confidence will rise up within you. And, and you're, 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 you're um, operating in the gifts of the Spirit is, will improve dramatically. And this week we're going to look at the second flow of, of, of the Spirit because there's rivers of living water that we see in Scripture and that is we need to be tuned in to the flow of light. The flow of light. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, This is the message which we have heard from Him and declare to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. So, what is walking in the light? Well, the first thing we can say, walking in the light, obviously, is not walking without sin. 
having a, walking without ever screwing up, without messing up. Now how can I say that? How can I say that walking in the light means that you never screw up? Because it goes on in verse 7 to say that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Right? Why would we need the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from all sin if to walk in the light we could never we never could screw up? Walking in the light does not produce fellowship with the Lord. Walking in the light does not produce fellowship with the Lord, but fellowship with the Lord produces us walking in the light. Walking in the light is walking in fellowship with Holy Spirit. Walking in fellowship with God. That is what it means to walk in the light. See, this is an important difference. And one that religion totally misses. Our actions are the surest way to they're an indicator whether we have fellowship with the Lord, but they do not cause us to have fellowship with the Lord. Does that make sense? Someone's actions can tell you if they're fellowshipping with the Lord, but your actions does not cause you to have fellowship with the Lord. You don't have to do certain things to have fellowship with God. But when you have fellowship with God, you do certain things. You understand that? There's a lot of people that have been working and working and working trying to have fellowship with God. Trying to be good enough. When Papa's lap has been open all along. They're trying to get in. They're, 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 out, they're on the outside gates trying to get in. When he said, come boldly to my throne of grace and find mercy and grace in your time of need. You understand that? We have fellowship with God. And the reason why we struggle, the reason why we struggle <coughs> to not walk out our true identities is when we fail to have fellowship with God. Jesus, <laughs> you guys are acting like you've never heard this before. Jesus Jesus did not come and save us to give us a second chance. He didn't say, okay, you really screwed your life up big time, so I'm going to come and wipe the slate clean and see if you can do better the second time. That's not why Jesus came. A lot of people think that's why He came. No, He came so that He could restore fellowship with you. Jesus says, this is eternal life, that they know the true Living God and his, your Son who, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Your, his Son whom He has sent. That is eternal life. Eternal life is knowing God. Here's an easier way to understand this. Right believing leads to right actions. Right actions does not believe, lead to right believing. Fellowship with God leads to right actions. Right actions do not lead to fellowship with God. If anything, it re leads to self-righteousness. And you'll end, up, you'll end up like the Pharisee that Jesus talked about that 
there was a publican and a, and a Pharisee praying. And it says that the Pharisee prayed by himself. He says, thank God I, I am not like this publican over here. I tithe, I do all this. And the publican went and raised his hands to heaven, or his head to heaven, and says, Have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus says, His prayer was the one that was heard. The Pharisee is over here thinking he's doing all this stuff to have fellowship with God, and he's doing it all by himself. Fellowship with God is the, is the most important. We, that's what we were saved for. That's why Jesus came, so that we could have fellowship with God. So that we could be engrafted into God. So that we could be one spirit with God. So that we could be called children of God. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Right? So walking in light does not produce fellowship with the Lord, but fellowship with the Lord produces walking in light. God is light. So walking in light is walking in God. All believers are in God, but don't automatically walk in Him or conduct their life in Him, in the ways of Jesus. You understand that? We're all in God through Christ Jesus. We have all came to Jesus and drank from that well. Right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that we're walking in light. That's a choice and a decision that we, we have to make. It's said, we, we said this before, that all believers have Holy Spirit. All believers have Holy Spirit. But unfortunately, Holy Spirit does not have all believers. That's a big difference. Yeah, you got Holy Spirit, but does Holy Spirit have you? John is conveying, conveying this concept, the same concept that Paul did in Romans where he said to walk in the Spirit or walk after the Spirit. It's just a different way of saying it. Walk in the light. Walk in God. Here's the key to understanding this Scripture in even a greater way. The key is understanding the word fellowship. We have fellowship with one another. When we walk in the light, this Greek definition for the word means sharing, communion, making a contribution, or distribution. See, when we walk in the light that God gives us, we are in fellowship with Him, and by the Spirit, we have something to contribute or distribute to others. which lines up with the following Scriptures. In Romans chapter 1, verse 11, For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. In 1 Corinthians 12, 7, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one so for, for the profit of, of all. See, when, when we're walking in the light, when we're walking in fellowship with God, we have something to distribute. We have something to give. And when we do that, it establishes people. And it profits, all, profits them. You have something to give. God's wanting to bless the world through you. 
See, when you're responsive to the smallest prompting, leading revelation or light that the Spirit is revealing, the more gifts will start operating through you. And greater blessing you will be to other people. You remember last week when Pastor Tom talked about water and how it flows down? Water flows down. It doesn't flow up, right? That's the number one rule of plumbing, right? It goes downhill. But in a spiritual sense, in a spiritual sense, water flows from the throne of God down through His body. And then it flows out to those in the world that the devil or religion or their own stupid mistakes has knocked them down. It goes down to the lowest parts. And it brings healing. It brings encouragement. It brings strengthening. It brings refreshment. It brings redemption to the situation. That's what these rivers of living water are, are, are looking to do. And just like water, Holy Spirit flows best where there's the least resistance. Do you see how willing Holy Spirit wants to be in working through you? Can we agree with that? Jesus said that from your heart will flow rivers of living water. So there's two, one or two things. Either you're not, you don't believe on Jesus, which I don't think is true in this room. Or you're hindering Holy Spirit from flowing through you. I'm going to say, if you wonder why God, Holy Spirit doesn't move through you, it's not because Holy Spirit does not, it's not because God's holding back from you. Can I say that? Can we be big girls and boys and understand that if there's ever an issue with the promises of God not working in our life, it's never on God's side? Amen? The rivers want to flow. And they want to flow through you. In Psalms 119.105, it says, The Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So what do, I, what do I mean? We've been talking about the flow of light. What is the flow of light? What do I mean when I say we need to stay in the flow of light? What I'm speaking of is, is revelation or illumination. With what God is saying. He, he reveals something to you. He, he lights up or illuminates an issue that you don't know. You don't know why you know, but you know. And then it lines up with the light of His Word. Right? It lines up with God's Word. And then it lights, lines up with the living Word. You know what I mean by that? Because a lot of people say, well, the Bible says this. You can make the Bible say a lot of stuff, but if it doesn't line up with the lens of the living Word, Jesus Christ, you are misinterpreting the Bible. I can't say that strong enough. 
if what you teach people about God does not look like Jesus Christ, you are preaching a false gospel. Jesus is God. He is the only God that we worship. He is the only way we can know God is through Jesus Christ. So the flow of the light, the flow of revelation has to line up with His Word, but at the same time, it has to line up with His Word through the revelation of Jesus Christ. This light, this revelation, this illumination can come in many ways. One way is by reading the Word. Have you ever read the Bible? Have you ever read Scripture? And you've experienced illumination or revelation? Something, i never seen that before. God just spoke to me. I understand. I see it clearly. I've heard that Scripture so many times, but I, I've never heard this before. Yeah, boom. Right? Has that happened to you? Yeah, that's awesome. That's God speaking to you. You didn't come up with that. But here's the thing. The key is to find out the reason He illuminated you to that. He, he didn't illuminate it to you just so you have some knowledge that someone else doesn't have. <laughs> he illuminates it. You need to find out, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do with this revelation? What do you want me to do with this knowledge? Is this something that I need to change the way that I'm thinking? Do I need to change the way that I'm seeing the Father? Do I need to change the way that I am seeing this world and this and in my life? Or is or is this something that you want me to give to someone else? Am I a carrier of revelation, illumination into a dark situation that is going to set someone free and bring life and healing? See, this is all about partnering with the Holy Spirit. You don't understand that all those times that you've had little revelations in the Word of God or that it's actually Holy Spirit speaking to you and wanting to be active in your life. Instead we say, well, that was cool. Yeah, I'll drop that on the next Bible study. Show them how smart I am. No, it's, it's Holy Spirit partnering. He wants to do something. And we need to find out what He wants to do. The flow of light can also come by a thought. It can come by an impression. It can come from an inward witness or inward desire. And again, when, especially in those instances, you want to check that it lines up with the Word and that it lines up with Jesus. Right? Before you act on it. And if it lines up with the Word and it lines up with Jesus and it's not a selfish, selfish desire then ask Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do with this desire? What do you want me to do with this illumination, this thought that you that you've downloaded into me? Do you want me to call someone? Do you want me just to pray for somebody? What, what's the reason you're doing this? A lot of us think, well, that was weird. You know, so-and-so was on my mind the other day. Why? It's because Holy Spirit is moving. Holy Spirit is trying to flow to the river of illumination and light. Another thing we've got to be careful, and this is, this is what we can fall into, is that when light comes, 
we must be cautious not to overthink. Not let our brains get in the way. Right? See, if it doesn't violate the Word of God or the nature of Christ, and it's intended to bless and minister to others, don't let your brain talk you out of it. Be immediate. Do it. Respond. We miss, we miss out on so much of God moving because we want to be rational. <laughs> we want to understand the end. Even though He's only illuminated you the, the, the next ten feet. That's talking about faith, right? Don't let your brain talk you out of it. Just go for it. Act on the thought, impression, the inward witness. And then evaluate the result. Do, be obedient and then evaluate what's going to happen. Don't evaluate in your brain what's going to happen before you're even obedient. See if it's fruitful when it's all done. If it's not fruitful, you can say, well, God, I guess we've got to have a conversation. Did I miss it? Where did I miss it? But the problem is, is we think that it's, it's, it has no value and it's not going to be fruitful before we're even obedient to do it. And we talk ourselves right out of doing it. We evaluate the situation before we even do anything. And then we don't do anything. When we're supposed to react to Holy Spirit, we're supposed to flow in the revelation, in the light that Holy Spirit gives us, and then evaluate the result. Right? Amen. Don't you think this could be a little bit of fun? Couldn't life a little be... Some of you need an adventure. This is a great adventure. Right? In 1 Corinthians 13.9, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, right? Here's the issue. A lot of lazy Christians, I know we don't have lazy Christians here, but if there was, a lot of lazy Christians don't want to spend time in prayer. They don't want to spend time fellowshipping with, with God. They don't want to spend time in the Word of God and get revelation and knowledge and understanding. And so what they do is they go from person to prophet to prophet and person to person and ministry to ministry trying to find out what God wants them to do with their life. And while it's true the flow of light can come through a message, you hear someone teach, preach, or a prophetic word that someone speaks to you, what we need to understand we need to understand that it's still your responsibility to seek the Lord when those words are given to you. You just don't act on them. And you are not obligated to act on every word that someone gives you. You always need to take time to pray over it and make sure it lines up with the Word, that it's confirmed in your own spirit, in your own heart, right? See, no prophetic word ever stands alone or is the whole message. Paul said, we prophesy in part. In other words, no prophecy is the whole message that God wants to speak to us. Many times, the prophecy is just an igniter. It ignites something in you to seek God, to find out what God is saying, to get more illumination and 
revelation and start flowing in that light that God has given you. To search God's mind on the issue. And go through the Word and prayer in that area. Because there's a lot of people that's gotten really damaged by not taking responsibility for their own illumination. Another way that light can come is through visions and dreams. This is one area of my life that I've had very few spiritual dreams. And I can say that I don't know if I've really had a vision either. Now my wife, on the other hand, my wife, this, this just shows you how much God loves us. She, she's in the shower. I've told this before, but but this what I love about this example, it's 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 just so everyday ordinary life and showing you how much God cares about 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 us. She's in the shower, and we have four children. They're all boys except three. And and as young ladies start Growing up, changes happen in their life and they go from being a girl to a woman, right? Well, my wife was in the shower and she had a vision of one of our daughters experiencing that happening. And it was at a school event. Now she could have said, well, that was weird. But no. She understood that it was Holy Spirit speaking to her. And she took that daughter, spoke to her, had it prepared, had everything pre prepared ahead of time. And guess what happened? It happened exactly the way she's seen it without any embarrassment. Is that amazing or what? That's awesome. But you know what's even more amazing about that? Is don't tell me God doesn't care about the things that are happening in your life and you you feeling embarrassed and shamed and shamed and and the things that's happened to your life. Your father cares about you. But but light, revelation comes through visions. It comes through dreams. In Acts chapter ten, Peter had the same vision three times on a housetop. Again. It was a vision. He wasn't sleeping. He was on a housetop. He was, he was spending time fellowshipping with God at Simon the Tanner's house. And what, and what was the result? Cornelius and his entire family were saved because of the illumination, the light that God gave Peter through a vision. The whole, and, and, and the gospel was opened up to the Gentiles. Right? Look at Acts chapter 16. In Acts chapter 16, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man from Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, con concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. So this was a vision, this was an illumination that 
Holy Spirit gave Paul, and the result was Paul and Silas following the vision, and it was an open door to preach the gospel to the continent of Europe. And the church was established in many of the cities there. Do you see how God works this way? I mean, some people could say, that was a weird dream. I don't even know anybody in Macedonia. I don't even like Macedonia. I don't want to go to Macedonia. Are there God-haters in Macedonia? Think about this. But no, Paul understood that this was the Lord illuminated him, giving him revelation, giving him understanding. And because of it, he's seen the kingdom of God expand and the, and the glory of God revealed. Now a dream is something that you see or hear from the Lord when you're sleeping. A vision you're not, is, is you're not sleeping. A dream is when you're sleeping. This happened to the Magi, remember? The Magi was warned in a dream not to go back and talk to Herod. Um, it happened to Joseph, right? When, when Jesus was about... Two, two years old, um, he had a dream to, to go to Egypt because Herod was going to try to kill Jesus. And he sent, sent the soldiers in. See, I, I love how they sent the soldiers in to uh, kill all children two years and younger. Right? You see, you see that this um, killing our, 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 our young is not just a new thing for politicians. Spiritual dreams are available to us today. Do you know that? Spiritual dreams are available to you today. And, and you know, as, as I've been studying this and looking at this, I started thinking, you know what? If these are available to me today and I don't have very many spiritual dreams, I'm going to start asking God for some spiritual dreams. If it's available to me. Because it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Maybe I'm not old enough yet. I don't know. <laughs> no. But they're available to us because the Spirit of the Lord has been poured out. They're available to you. Expect it. In Acts chapter 13, verse 2, it says, And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them on their way. See, as we've seen here, the flow of light comes through what is perceived to be the Spirit speaking directly to our spirits. It doesn't say in this passage how the Spirit spoke to them. It doesn't even say who the Spirit spoke to. Right? But it certainly spoke to someone, and whoever it was, this message came to, to bear witness to all the rest that were there. Right? Because they acted on what they perceived the Spirit has spoken to them. So you, you need to perceive. You need to... You need to practice the presence of God. You need to practice fellowshipping with Holy Spirit, with partnering with Holy Spirit. If we did this on a daily, daily, day by day way of living, 
There are so many things that we could, pitfalls that we could avoid in life. There are so many things that we've experienced in life that was never the will of God for you to experience. And how can we do that? We can do that by, we can do that by partnering with Holy Spirit and learning to flow in light. Learning to partner with Holy Spirit is learning to see, understand, and walk in how He's flowing. So far, we've seen that Holy Spirit flows in love. Today, we've seen that He flows in light or revelation. Next week, we're going to see the third flow, and that's that Holy Spirit always flows in life. He flows in life. Love, light, and life. But remember, the flow of light comes in many forms and many ways, as we looked at today. Sometimes you will be moved by compassion. Sometimes you'll be moved by the flow of love. You'll be moved by compassion, and you don't see exactly what the Lord is trying to do. But as soon as you're obedient, as soon as you're obedient to step out in love, then all of a sudden the flow of light and revelation comes. And the opposite can be true. You can have... You can have a flow of light happening in your life of revelations, revelation and understanding the situation and what God wants to say and what God wants to do, but have no compassion or no emotion tied to it all. But when you act on the light, then all of a sudden the flow of love starts flowing too. It, it all works together. And it comes down to being obedient. And it comes down to being dependent. I know we don't like that word. But if you want to be used by God in this earth, if you want to expand the kingdom of God, if you want to see God's goodness and glory revealed, if you, which we all should want this, if you want to see miracles, if you want to see people delivered, people healed, people saved, if you want to see God move in people's lives. You have to become dependent on Holy Spirit. Kingdom living is partnering with Holy Spirit and learning to flow and follow the flow of love, the flow of light. And as we do, His power will be released in our lives and people will be saved, people will be healed, set free. The gifts of the Spirit will flow freely through you. And again, this is about kingdom living. This is about this isn't just about what happens here on a Sunday morning or a special event. It's about our day in, day out life. As we go out into the world, we are partners with Holy Spirit and we bring the kingdom with us. And we get to see God work in miraculous ways. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Well, if, this morning, if, if, if you, we've, we've only talked about two of them so far, but let's, let's, if, if, if you want to, uh, um, if you have a desire to walk in the flow of love and the flow of, of light in a greater way, as we pray, stand up, and, uh, and I'm going to pray for you guys. Heavenly Father,
I thank you. I thank you that you have sent Holy Spirit into our lives so that the goodness of God can be revealed to humanity. So that Jesus can be seen through his body. And Heavenly Father, me as a pastor, I desire, I desire with all my heart to flow in compassion and love in a greater and greater way, in a greater manifestation. I, 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 I desire to flow in illumination and light and revelation and knowledge in a greater and greater way. And Heavenly Father, those that are standing here today, they desire, they have a desire to partner with the Holy Spirit in a greater way, to see compassion overtake them, to see revelation enlighten them. And we thank You that You hear our prayers, and these promises are yes and amen. And so we reach out with the, with the hand of faith, and we grab hold of it, and we believe now that we will walk in illumination, we will walk in light, we will walk in the flow of love in a greater and greater way that our minds, our calloused hearts will be softened and we will hear the voice of the Spirit better than we've ever heard before and we will be obedient to act on what we hear and we will see the glory of God revealed in our lives and those that are around us. We receive this now in the mighty name of Jesus, our King, our Lord, Hallelujah, the One that sent Holy Spirit to us. And we say it's ours in Jesus' name. And we give You the glory, the honor, and the praise for the miraculous that is about to happen in our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. To a message from Karis New Testament Church. For more information or to contact us, go to www.karis.com.